0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. War are back. Uh, getting toward the end of the year. It's getting to feel a lot like Christmas, and uh, it's going to be an exciting wind-up for 2023. Uh, We've been doing this show for about 20 years for you. New folks, uh, uh, we're a show all about how to avoid being ripped off by a car dealer. Now, the exciting thing about this time in our history is uh, we've reached a a tipping point in that war, I believe. And I believe we're winning. Uh, You, the car buyers, and us, uh, Earl and Cars, we're an advocate for you. And uh, we've actually got some legislation... Pending, actually rules from the federal trade commission pending that when they kick in in July of 2024, uh, we hope they kick in. We believe they'll kick in, but it's going to be a fight. And uh, I think we're leading the charge right here at Earl on cars. Uh, we, we've we been telling you for all these years, how to avoid being taken advantage of uh, the federal uh, trade commission has heard us, but they've really uh, got everybody's attention now because they've written some rules that when they go into effect and are at, well they're in effect now but they haven't been applied they won't officially be applied until july uh of this year i mean next year 2024 we're almost there basically it'll avoid the junk fees and the dealer installed accessories and the bait and switch advertising all the things that we fought for on our own cars for all of these years so be prepared i uh I think what we're going to have to do from between now and July 2024 is uh, call that the politicians, because the only way the Federal Trade Commission uh, can be defeated, and you can be defeated, and we can be defeated, is if the Congress or the courts uh, choose to cancel what the Federal Trade Commission has done. So we, we need to ask all of our congressmen, our senators, and our House of Representatives, To stand up and be counted are they for the consumer are they for you and me when we buy a car or are they for uh big auto are they for the national automobile association automobile dealers association or the thousands and thousands of car dealers that have been lining the pockets of politicians for many many years to remain where they have been for all this time so uh when we get into 2024 We hope that you'll be asking uh, your representatives, your senators, where they stand. Are they for the car buyer? Because remember, car buyers also vote. You need to remind them about that. Are they for the car buyers or are they for for the National Automobile Dealers Association and your car dealers who are trying to maintain the status quo? And boy, I'll tell you what, talk about a status quo. That status quo has been in effect for 100 years, ever since uh, Henry Ford And the first dealers uh, came up. Uh, It is a one-sided way to cause you to pay thousands of dollars more for a new car, uh, or a used car for that matter, than you should. So there we are, an exciting show, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. That's what makes the show. Um, We have... uh, uh, we're focused so much on car sales right now, I, I can't not mention Rick Kearney, our certified diagnostic master technician. And uh, whether we win or lose this battle, there's going to be a lot of cars out there that need to be fixed and maintained. And uh, that's the reason that a lot of people listen to this show, in fact, probably the majority. So Rick Kearney is a, a guy that knows everything about your car. And if you have a question, if you like a free diagnosis and opinion, about that uh, squeak rattle or roll you got in your car, that strange smell, that vibration, uh, and you don't know what to do and you're afraid to take it into a service department because you know what happens oftentimes. They tell you you have to have something fixed that doesn't need fixing or they charge you too much for what does need to be fixed. Just call us at 877 960 That's 877 960 and uh, you can ask Rick, and he'll give you his opinion. Now, if you're uh, streaming us, go to YouTube.com forward slash Roland Cars. And Rick, actually, he's monitoring that right now as we speak here in the studio. It's uh, YouTube.com forward slash rolling Cars. You can make a posting there. And you can even send us a video clip or an audio clip. That helps Rick diagnose problems. That would be kind of cool. Uh, we have a text number. And uh, that is, uh, we, we try to get to all our texts before the end of the show. We answer our phones immediately. So it's 877 uh, 960 and our text number is 772 Now, we uh, also have a Facebook number. YouTube's our, big, our biggest uh, streamer. And we have uh, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And you can also follow the show on that. And uh, one of my favorites, I love my uh, Uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Privacy is a big issue for a lot of people. And you don't want to be on live radio talking with name, address, and telephone number or whatever. You just sometimes like to express your opinion. So we have one that will respect your total privacy. And it's called your anonymousfeedback.com y o u r a n o n y m o u s feedback just the way it sounds feedback.com your anonymousfeedback.com and say your mind you know you can be as direct and candid as you like because we don't know who you are where you are uh if you do want a response by the way you have to ask for a response on your anonymous feedback. Now we'll give you a public response, but if you'd like a private response, because we see it on our web browser, and it's just like a it's like an email that comes through except through the the web, and uh, we'll respond directly to you if you like. But you have to say yes, you would like a response because we don't we we can't respond unless you ask us to, uh, other other than in public, which we're. Uh, speaking on live radio right now. We're in North Palm Beach, Florida, by the way, Um, and uh, we're in the heart of the uh, really probably the most egregious uh, Uh, bait-and-switch. I don't know. I I hate to call people dishonest, but uh, that's just the way the industry has been. The retail automobile dealer uh, has been uh, uh, walking that fine tightrope between uh, dishonesty and honesty for a long time. And uh, as I say, the Federal Trade Commission CARS um, uh, is what they call it. It stands for, acronym, Combating Auto Retail Scams. Combating Auto Retail Scams, CARS. And the Federal Trade Commission uh, legislation, I keep calling it legislation, is a rule, is is what we're so excited about this morning and we'll be talking about until July at least. Uh, Let me introduce Nancy Stewart. Uh, She's uh, my wife. She's my co-host. She helped found this show uh, about 20 years ago when we were just a little half-hour show. And now we're two hours every Saturday, Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning. So uh, she's uh, been with me on this whole long ride. Uh, She is not just uh, my co-host, but she's also a very strong female advocate. Uh, The ladies that listen to the show and call into the show have, uh, well, we we had none 20 years ago it was a kind of like an old boys club and now we're about 50 50. and thanks to nancy and uh, she has a very special incentive for you ladies out there if you haven't listened to the show before and you're female listen carefully nancy has a very special offer she's going to make to you right now and i'm going to turn the mic over to her
1: good morning everyone welcome our number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. I want to wish uh, Ashley Moody a Merry Christmas. What do you think? you think that'll make a difference? Do you think that it'll tug at her, you know, heartstrings? Does a- she have a heart? <laughs> I love you, Rick. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What do you think? You think Jeff Bezos and the FTC is uh, putting eventually the squeeze on the uh, auto industry? I think it's going to help a little.
0: We talk about Amazon uh, selling cars. That's probably going to make a huge difference. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, And at any rate, ladies, gosh, I love you guys. I love you, ladies and uh, i love you guys uh 50 dollars for the first two new lady callers 50 dollars for the first two new lady callers that number is 8779609960 And you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have uh, our dog of the week from Big Dog Ranch this morning. And uh, we'll have a a video to show you of uh, our dog named Dream. We're going to go straight to the phones and thank John from Palm City for holding. Good morning, John.
2: Good morning to everybody. I have a technical question to Rick. In air-conditioning Freon. The original air-conditioning Freon used to be R-12. That was replaced by R-134. Is that still used in all cars today?
3: Nope. As a matter of fact, the new standard is R-1234YF, and it's even more expensive than the R-134, and it's... The machines to use it have gotten ridiculous. Um, so newest, the newer automobiles now. Um, when you go in for AC work, be prepared to drop it for a while because with a, with the machine for R134, we could evacuate, recover, and recharge a system in about fifteen to twenty minutes, thirty minutes maybe. The new one, two to three hours minimum. Roy. It's the machine is so complicated and goes through so many steps and it just has made it just kind of ridiculous. Why is that? I
0: don't know. Why does it take?
3: I don't know. It's, it has something to do with, um, the, it will only work if there is, uh, the system has been tested. It has to do its own self tests on the entire system. They've just put a lot of safeguards in them. Now It's, it's right from the manufacturers and as a matter of fact, if the, if it detects that the AC system is leaking, it will not recharge that system. It, it, Platt refuses, the machine will shut down.
0: So hence the price to the consumer goes up because your technician is being take time is being taken up, and yep. time is money.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Wow, great, great question, John. I See, I learn more on this show than our audience does. I didn't know that either. Thank you very much.
2: Myself, I'm learning it too. But what I want to say was, When when that first came out, it was called HFO-1234YF. It was produced by DuPont Chemical and Honeywell, and and another one, too, I forget. But Mercedes-Benz was dead against it. The reason is, they must have been improved then because they tested it, and they said, no way will we use this in our car. The reason was, in a front-end collision, they claim when the line became damaged, it could cause a fire. That's exactly what I read about it. It was more environmentally friendly, but the fact of that damage of a front-end collision and the line breaking open, it could be actually go on fire. Has Rick ever heard anything like
3: that? Uh, I've heard some rumors of it, uh, but there were there were so many different systems that they've tried over the years. Like at one point, they actually used a, a, a propane derivative, and they very quickly discovered how dangerous that was, because if someone were smoking in their car, and the AC system were to have just the right amount of, of gas leaking, it could actually create combustion inside the car, just from a cigarette, So, or lighting a cigarette. So, there, there have been so many different gases that they've tried, and... Basically, they're trying to find some some chemical that will act as a refrigerant that has the right properties, but is not destructive to the environment and at the same time is safe enough to use in these cars and is you know is effective. And the the chemists are still working on it. they're here's
0: a google trying very hard. Here's a google. I just googled that as AC gas flammable. The answer is uh, AC, uh, uh, gas leaks are flammable, and usually if gas is leaking, uh, okay, okay, they're talking about AC in general, not automotive necessarily, uh, but uh, apparently that's um. Un- I wasn't even aware of that. Hmm.
2: Yep. Well, we proved one thing from Rick, nobody should be fooling around with their air conditioning. Wow. These cans that they sell at an auto store, that's all nonsense oh, yeah. because specialized equipment has to work on a system and uh, b- blow every air out of the line and everything. So it's an important factor. One first thing not to hold up, I did some investigation, and I see now this car- this show exposed the MSRP, which is Moroni sticker. A lot of dealers are uh, federally, against the federal law, not attaching it. Well, the manufacturers now have beat the whole system. They're putting it on, and I checked this out with several dealers, they're putting the sticker on when the car is delivered from the factory, but the window is so tinted that you can't even read the sticker. And I thought when I first saw it that it was a trick of the individual dealer that was doing it, so you just can't read it. The, the tint is so dark on the window. But I saw yesterday, and I won't mention where, but not in this area. It was a Cadillac dealer. They just The truck just delivered them to them from factory new it was from uh, spring hill tennessee the assembly plant and the windows was so dark in the rear it was an suv that you could absolutely not read the msrp sticker any comment on that from yeah, the, uh, it's,
0: it's been so abused for so long john um it's funny that the uh, Federal Trade Commission hasn't mentioned that in the ruling. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of silly to think we have a law that's been on the books since 1958 that's virtually been totally ignored. And uh, I can walk out of the studio now to the wherever the closest car dealership is, and I guarantee you half the, half the cars or all the cars will not have the MSRP properly displayed. So uh, on the list of to-do for the Federal Trade Commission, that should be one of them.
3: I'd guarantee that because the closest dealership, as the crow flies to us, is Napleton. No.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> no, we just don't we just don't pay much attention to it anymore. It's like you go into a car dealership. Actually, what happens when we do a mystery shop and we find a car dealer with the MSRP on the window? We say, "Wow, look at that! He's actually he's actually obeying the law." Mm-hmm. And so it's more uh, 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 disobeyed than obeyed.
2: Well, when in doubt, tell the salesman that you're dealing with, I want to see a copy. and Actually, he can do it on a computer, print it out, and I want to see the actual copy in front of me of that MSRP window. Absolutely.
4: Maybe they think that that absolves them of the the law because you can print out a copy, but it it doesn't. It might be a silly technicality, but it's got to be stuck to that windshield.
1: All
2: right. Well, thank you guys again. Great Great
0: call, John. Thank you
1: very much. Merry Christmas, John. Thank you. You too. We enjoy your... Your company eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Uh, isn't the new location for the addendum uh, in the back seat of the car? <laughs> uh, and at any rate, um, you know I mentioned our dog of the week, and uh, you can go to www big dog ranch dot org big dog ranch rescue yeah. <clears throat> org and uh, you can check out all the dogs on their website that's a uh, big dog ranch rescue and uh you can see our dog of the week uh this morning that we're going to feature and that's uh, dream and um dreams from tennessee which leads me uh to our next caller
4: oh <laughs> i was gonna say maybe dream knows lance
1: <laughs> exactly uh so good morning lance
5: well i'm so happy to hear you saying something good about tennessee dogs
4: <laughs> the best dogs come from tennessee everybody knows that
5: well earl we've uh, looks like uh, the ftc's about to step up to the plate i'm just not so sure that that this fight is over i i have a feeling by the time it gets ground up in the legislative process it mm-hmm. they'll weaken it that we they'll weaken it
0: mm-hmm. well you know I, I i fear you might be right lance it's, um, uh involvement is the only way the voters are going to get what they want and, Americans are kind of casual. I mean, you hear from the vocal ones and the people uh, like us, really. Uh, but the average person, uh, America is a great place. You live your life, and uh, the politicians, unfortunately, lead their lives, and they get their way. So we're going to try to rally the troops. I know we'll, you'll be on our sidelines. Maybe, uh, maybe with you and us and the other involved people, we can get the politicians' attention and uh, see if we can win this fight.
5: Earl, I, I would be a myth if I did not provide you with a little uh, holiday tune. Mm. And uh, believe me, I've worked on this tune for days and days and days and mm. days. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing that's pulled me through this, all this thinking is, uh, is uh, early times.
4: Do you want me to count it off for you?
5: Are you ready?
4: They're yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: well, it's almost Christmas Day. Earl, Nancy, Rick and have got a lot to say. <laughs> They'll tell you a lot about staying away from things. But the one great advice they have, especially around the holiday time, is don't be trying to climb Christmas trees.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a Tony winner. That's an Academy Award winner. <laughs> Thank you, Lance.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Thanks, Lance, Merry Christmas. You. you keep us smiling.
1: We're going to have to have Stu bring his guitar in on Saturday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so he can assist you. Uh, ladies, uh, if you're out there and you're listening um, and you're a first-time listener, give us a call. You can win yourself $50 this morning. for the first two new lady callers give us a call at 877-960-9960 that's 877-960-9960 let's go to William who's calling us from West Palm Beach, good morning William good morning, Uh, I have a question for
6: Earl, Um, your thoughts on the recent news in the last couple of days, a fairly large proportion of Buick dealers and a fairly large proportion of Ford dealers have decided they don't want to deal with the uh, electric vehicles repairs, charging, and all that, and have either lost their their uh, franchises or giving them up. Uh, I'll hang up and listen on the radio. Thanks.
0: The the Bur- you mean the Buick dealers? Yeah, yeah the Buick dealers. Yeah, uh, that that's uh, uh, shocked me. Basically, it, it got when I saw that the, about half the Buick dealers. Uh, have agreed to sell back their dealerships to uh, to General Motors. And um, it, it says a lot uh, that isn't being uh, actually publicized right now. It says something about the future of the retail automobile dealership. And uh, it's a little scary. I mean, we're, we have a car dealership. We have EarlOnCars.com. We have a Toyota dealership. It's a family business. We've been in it for many, many years. And... Um, so it, it's, uh, we don't want car dealerships to cease to being uh, uh, you know, in, in existence. Uh, we want to see car dealerships uh, remain. We want to remain, and we like them to just uh, follow the rules and not trying to take, take advantage of people. But uh, uh, to answer your question, uh, I was surprised that half the Buick dealers, I, when I say it, I can't believe that I'm saying this, half the Buick dealers said to General Motors, here. Give me some money. I'll give you my dealership back. I don't want to be in business anymore. And uh, I think that that's an unspoken sentiment to a lot of dealerships and manufacturers, dealers, that we don't know yet. uh, This this, uh, Federal Trade Commission ruling, cars combating auto retail scams, uh, which goes into effect in July, basically is going to say either – the majority of dealers have to change radically the way they sell cars or else uh, they're going to be put out of business because they'll be violating all the rules. Half so,
4: of Ford dealers opted out um, of, of Ford's request to get them on board selling Oh, yeah, vehicles. exactly.
0: Okay, the Ford, yeah. Uh, I, that's what I thought he said was Ford. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the, the indirect uh, message there from the Ford dealers is that not only do they have to spend a lot of money Uh, to uh, become an electric all-EV dealer, uh, according to Ford. But uh, they also realized that the electric vehicle um, status has been a... Uh, kind of a loophole for the manufacturers to avoid having to go through dealerships and that 's what Tesla did. Tesla now sells cars directly you can 't there 's no such thing as a Tesla dealer if you have a a, a location in a city that 's selling teslas that 's owned by tesla it 's owned by the manufacturers so it 's not an independent dealership and and they got the, the reason they did that is because it 's a new technology. Electric, all electric vehicles, and the law has been interpreted not to cover uh, that uh, only combustion engines. So the Ford dealers say, "Hey, uh, I not only don't I want to spend the investment to have uh, you call me an electric vehicle dealer, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to determine my destiny with a uh, situation where I might not be the dealer anymore. That Ford will be selling cars directly all electric vehicles."
4: Well, he he hung up to hear the answer. Yeah,
0: well, it's good. I mean, I mean, that's a, well, that was a you know, very was good
4: answer. I was shocked about Ford too. Yeah. What's the, what's going to happen with Ford though? Are they going to be asked to sell out, or they're just going to continue to sell uh, regular internal combustion engine vehicles? Well,
0: I think Ford is going to. Uh, I think Ford will probably struggle uh, to be an electric vehicle dealer like Tesla.
4: Yeah, I just, I mean, since all the, half the dealers are not doing it, are they gonna jump in and do like direct? They'll do it themselves,
0: you know? that, yeah. I think that's half the fear and why the Ford dealers agreed. Uh, they said, I don't want to spend the money. right? <clears throat> but in their in their mind's eye, they were saying, also, I don't want to be an EV dealer. See, if you spend the money today and you're a Ford dealer to, be, to, to get qualified by Ford to sell electric vehicles, 20 years from now, you're not gonna have anything but Electric vehicles yeah. to sell, and that means that Ford could say, "Hey, I think we're going to sell these cars ourselves because the law doesn't support." It's the getting
4: yourself in a much less secure right. position. Yeah, so that's exactly. why they're doing it. It's the breaking of the dam, mm. yeah. possibly. <laughs> Do well, we have any other callers? I have a text yeah. from Anne-Marie.
1: Uh I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to Bob, uh, but I'll tell you what: uh, things are changing, and uh, the new world ahead of us in the auto industry. And uh, it's out there. It's going to happen. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We're going to go to Bob, who's calling us from Lake Park. Good morning, Bob.
7: Good morning. Happy holidays, everyone. Hey, Bob. Thank you. All right, good morning. Uh, or that situation with Ford and Buick is all about money. They they don't want to sell electric cars. Those dealers, and the Ford dealers said that they'll they'll sell the uh, internal combustion engines uh, but they don't sell electric vehicles so right. they turned down Ford's offer uh, to redo their dealerships and the Buick dealers, that was the same thing yep. they don't want to sell electric vehicles it had nothing to do with this new ruling that's coming out it's right. all to do with yeah. it all has to do with them having to reinvest a lot of money in their dealerships and they I guess they don't want to do it they took the buyouts yeah uh, so i wanted to ask you a question uh, Automobile Alliance of Innovation, which represents the manufacturers, has come out against this new cause legislation. Of course. And I was wondering, yes, I was wondering why, why are the manufacturers, not the dealers, I know why they're against it, why are the manufacturers coming out against the new legislation that supposedly will take effect on July 30th?
0: Well, this this group is is does represent the manufacturers, but it's the independent manufacturers. It's not like the National Automobile Dealers Association, and often the public posture taken by dealer associations has to do with politics with their dealers. Um, you have to understand that uh, even though the the. The manufacturers build the car. The dealers also control uh, the selling, the retailing of the car now. they The manufacturers need the dealers. Uh, when a manufacturer alienates dealers, if they were to go out and support the Federal Trade Commission uh, rules, then there would be a there would be a open rift between the manufacturers and the dealers, and the, the, you're, behind closed doors the manufacturers are high fiving each other, saying, mm-hmm. "Finally, we're going to be able to get our cars uh, uh, sold." Uh, directly to the public like Tesla and look how successful Tesla has been. We want to do this and that's behind closed doors. But they cannot, they cannot telegraph to the dealers that they are against them because once once the dealers uh, uh, look at the manufacturer as is their enemy, then the dealers have tremendous uh, lobbying uh, power through the National Automobile Dealers Association, and they can go back against the manufacturers. Matter of fact, the reason the dealers are so entrenched today. And you can't get rid of them. A dealer can't be canceled by an uh, auto manufacturer like they used to be. Uh, the reason they're so intrusive is because the dealers did the lobbying with the state government. So uh, Florida and Georgia and Massachusetts and all 50 states have uh, powerful state laws that make the, uh, the car dealer Immune both from the manufacturer and from the Federal Trade Commission and and uh, laws that restrict their their activities.
7: Oh, all right. So, so I just thought it was odd because they said that this alliance represents Toyota, General Motors, all the major manufacturers, and uh, they publicly came out. Of, you know, they were lobbying against it, from what I heard. So you know, I just thought that I thought it would behoove the manufacturers actually. I know some of them were sending letters to some of the dealers right. about these mock mark- ups mm-hmm. on the cars, but they had really no power to enforce right. it.
4: At the and- Toyota national meeting um, in September, they, they they had a break in the middle of their presentation to address it. But like you said, it's more of like, hey, guys, watch out. You're going to get yourselves in trouble sort of an attitude as opposed to you have to stop doing this. Um, right. And the other thing is um, a lot of the manufacturers um, – reach out to their dealers often to lobby for their political goals. Uh, Toyota has asked us to go and go to Washington DC and speak out against tariff um, proposals. And so when the they they, the dealers are going to look to the uh, manufacturers um, in their in this in their this quest for them to support them, so it's it's a partnership, and they're going to help each other either way.
0: See when you, you look ways. when you look at you look at dealerships, you forget these are these are wealthy people. These are people that employ a lot of people. If you take all the employees of all the car dealers in the United States, you're talking about a significant voting block, and so the manufacturers need the dealers to support them and the dealers need the manufacturers to support them. So it's kind of an unholy alliance. But in the heart of the manufacturers, yeah. they, they have to want to be able to go direct to the market. They don't want to go back through this uh, convoluted, crazy network that has evolved over 100 years. It is so anti-consumer and, 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 and unfriendly toward the consumer that it's embarrassing the manufacturers. And that's, that's something they can only talk about you know, behind closed doors. Publicly, they'll be supporting the car dealers right up to the point where their car dealers have to toe the line and obey the law or else.
7: So if you had to look into your crystal ball, would you say that this is going to wind up in the courts?
0: Oh, if 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 the if the, menu, if the uh, dealers have their way, yes, and that's that's what I at the beginning of the show I said. What we need to do is rally the troops. Now we we need we need for the car buyers who also happen to be voters. I mean, <laughs> the the manufacturers and the dealers they forget that the, that the car buyers are voters, and I think sometimes the voters forget their voters. But if you're a car buyer. Then, if there ever was a time when you let your your senators and your congressmen, the people that represent you in your state and your in in the in the the United States, uh, let, let them know. Listen, I'm tired of having to go buy a car and fear for my life. I mean, you know, the, the old joke, I'd rather have a root canal or a colonoscopy than go see a car dealer to buy a car. It's Didn't it's a change. sad truth.
4: You wrote that 20 years ago. I did, it yeah. It gotten better.
0: <laughs> so, so uh, it, it, now we need to go. See, the only thing that'll get the, the politicians' attention is the voters. And until the car buyers realize that they're voters, then uh, we're, we'll be stuck right where we've been for the past hundred years. So it'll be an interesting 2024.
7: Right. and I'm want to ask you a question about uh, the the old guy that was a of Toyota that they booted him out.
4: Yeah. Akio. Yeah. My it age. He wasn't that old. It,
7: well, <laughs> it looks to me. It looks to me like he was right all along. Because he wanted to go just with the hybrids, and uh, and not go fully electric right away. And there's a lot of
0: pushback. yeah, that that's interesting. I, you know, you 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 really uh, you, you're really sharp. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, I, I, when when they booted Akio, that surprised me. Uh, and uh, and now I'm even more surprised because it looks like Toyota is taking a tack back toward uh, EV, and the industry is looking. I mean, hybrid, and the industry is looking at it the same way. So uh, maybe they made a mistake. I uh, uh, I always thought Akio Toyota was a, a super sharp guy with his eye on the future, like Toyota always had, and uh, I I kept saying, you know, Toyota's. Toyota is in this for the long run, and sometimes they make decisions in the short run that sa- sound stupid or confusing, but they've been proven right uh, for so many years of the world's largest auto manufacturer. And I, you don't get to that point by being stupid. So uh, the courts are still out uh, as to, uh, you know, the jury's still out, I should say, as to whether Toyota's right or wrong. But you're right. Uh, they, fired, they fired Accio. And now they're doing what he said that we should do. Uh, <laughs> right. we should do. Well, he was not. He's That's not right.
4: unemployed. I think he's the chief driver, right now. No, yeah. he's like a chairman. He's, <laughs> he's still on the board, and I think he has to sign oh, yeah. off well, on he's any part of
0: the family. Sure.
4: Yeah, he's a, and he has to sign off any new vehicle. so. Yeah. Well,
7: what, what I've read though is the only people that are buying uh, EVs are what they call early adopters.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
7: And in, or, and in order to move to the next phase of of the cycle exactly they really have to change they change too much at once and people are too uncomfortable with all the changes to go to an ev you know not to mention the charging station and everything Ab- else. absolutely
1: bob and uh, your input is well taken we have a few calls uh okay holding
7: well thank you very much and have a happy holiday thank, thank you, bob.
1: you. Thank you so much. Uh, We, uh, you know, Stu mentioned about a a column that uh, Earl wrote 20 years ago. Uh, I'd rather have a Rue Canal uh, than to uh, purchase a a vehicle. You know, um, Ashley Moody, she really, and if you don't know who she is, she is the Attorney General. and uh, For Florida. uh, uh, Attorney General of Florida. And, uh, you know, you could do so much uh, by writing her and uh, talking to her uh, about the junk fees, about uh, consumers uh, being ripped off. It's uh, really very, very important. We all uh, need to play a part in this. So, um, Attorney Ashley Moody, Attorney of Florida. Ashley Moody, uh, let's go to Tricia. Uh, she's called before, and uh, we look forward to speaking to her. Good morning, Tricia.
8: Good morning, and uh, happy holidays to you all. <coughs> okay. Thank, you. thank um, you. I also want to tell you, you have. Um, I thank you very much for sending me my fifty dollars, like ASAP. That was wonderful. Thank you. Um, and also, you are now my go-to morning station every Saturday morning. So I want to tell you that. Hey, that's great! Thank you. So I actually got two-part question. Um, I forgot to mention it to the the, guy, the the guy who answered the phone. My first part: I want to confirm that you. Told, call us not to buy like car shield and warranty things like that. Right? Is that true? You Especially don't recommend correct. That?
4: Especially those ones that you see on television.
8: Okay, fine. All right. Obviously, they're making enough money to put an ad on there. Obviously, people are buying it. But I just wanted to make sure you recommended not to do that. That okay. is correct. All right. My second question is, well, the first time I called is because I didn't get turned off to buying a hybrid by all the extra fees. We talked about that. I got so turned off about all the junk fees, I just gave up in buying buying a hybrid. Um, Instead, I decided um, I'm putting in spark plugs in my car, a 2016 Honda Fit at 93,000 miles. I spent money Board to put in new spark plugs and what was called a serpentine belt which in all my years of driving I've never heard of a serpentine belt but whatever mm-hmm. so I want to talk to you about what I was charged I know you mentioned you know a lot of comparisons to like you know to teeth I want to give you an example Here I went to a guy who's been taking care of my car for a long time. I want to know if these prices are um, fair because I've learned recently that my dentist, who I've been going to for 10 years, was was telling me I needed work on some teeth, and two other dentists looked at the x-rays and said no. You don't need work on this teeth. So now see the comparison um, yeah. here. The dentist who I trusted is making BS work on a te- teeth I don't need. Um, so now I want to know if this car shop that I'm working with is charging me, you know, unnecessary and fair fees. So I want to read off.
4: Probably. Uh, Probably because that's a it's just a common practice. Do you keep the uh, copies of your customer invoices when you see this?
8: uh, Yes, I have it right in front of me. That's why. Okay, good.
4: Um, So yeah, so it's gonna so on on these repairs, it's gonna list the um, the work that was done and probably any parts that they used down at the bottom. It's gonna have a total, and there'll be sales tax. Do you see any lines that say um, miscellaneous or shop fees or environmental fees? Uh,
8: yeah, yes. Okay, but how much yeah. is that? Yeah, actually, not the shop supplies. Yes, actually, weren't that bad. It's only
4: fifteen dollars. Okay. Um, usually, there it's a it's a small percentage of the total bill. Um, it doesn't seem like a whole lot. It just adds up because they they, they collect these fees in a large volume.
0: About ten percent typically.
4: Yeah. So. Um, Um, There's not going to be anything on a repair shop where they're going to hit you with like several hundred dollars or a thousand dollar fee like if you were buying a car. But on the um, repairing your car, yeah, they will nickel and dime you and and get little fees. We call it the
0: service dealer fee. Service junk fee is a new term. But yeah, uh, almost every dealer does that. Uh, You can call the if you're a member of the American Automobile Dealers, AAA. you can get a list of dealers that don't charge that. AAA-approved uh, dealers are not allowed to charge those fees. But, uh, yeah, it's typical. I'd say nine, 95% of car dealers charge those junk fees and service.
8: But this is not a dealership. This is a little mom-and-pop right. shop. Mm-hmm. Any, you know,
4: any, okay. any repair shop. It's, it's common in, in that business of yeah. repairing cars. But
8: It's common, but is it wrong is what you're saying.
4: It's unethical, but it's legal. So you can find dealers that don't do. I'm sorry, other repair shops that don't do that. Um, It's hard to do. Um, Like every business
0: does the same thing, treasure. Uh, If you if you stay at a hotel, if you fly, if you rent a car, they're called junk fees. And the dealers invented the junk fee many years ago, and the independent repair shops uh, uh, followed suit. So uh, whether you're going to buy a car or are you going to rent a car, or are you going to buy a hotel room, or are you going to buy an airplane ticket, read your invoice, and find out if there's something suspicious. Junk fees are just uh, part of life, and uh, they're wrong, they're immoral, they're unethical, and they should be illegal. How yeah, is that's what I asked him,
8: because I knew him for so long. I said, come on, you, you need to put these these shop fees in there isn't it in the price of the pair well everyone does it every single place does it that's what right.
1: was his retort
9: to me well that was uh, a, trisha that was the
1: uh, trisha this is nancy stewart you know you this conversation that we're having right now we've had so many times and uh, you can help us uh, by writing your florida attorney general that's ashley moody she can do so yeah, I, much for us on this topic it's illegal and it's uh, these junk fees are completely out of control, so please help us.
8: I will. I got, thank, I got the name from your last caller. Thank like, you. Can so I read off to you what I was charged, and if you could tell me if that was appropriate or not? Or sure. Do you have time for that? Real,
3: real quick. Real quick.
8: Okay. Um, okay. The AC compressor. Five belts, remove and replace, $70. Spark plugs, remove and replace, $141. Car quest, coat, serpentine belt, $44. Denso auto parts, uh, there we go, $37. But then uh, labor, oh, labor, labor and parts.
0: Um. Tricia, can you call the show? Or call call us after the show because we really got a bunch of callers here, and okay. and uh, so. we can't spend a whole lot more time. So uh, please uh, call after the show, and we'll try to steer you in the right direction.
1: Until then, okay. Tricia, the the yeah. Florida Attorney General, send her uh, a real nice letter. Let her hear from you. Uh, we are going to uh, go thank to. You're welcome. We're going to go to Frank, who's calling us from Jupiter Farms. Morning, Frank. Hello. Hello. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank good you. Good morning,
10: um, Frank. Yeah, good morning. I, I got a, a short list because every time I call, I forget what to say until I hang up. First and foremost, a couple weeks ago, um, happy birthday, Earl.
3: Well, thank you.
10: Um, I actually called your phone, and you said you'll get back to me, but I'm sure you were inundated with so many phone calls that I didn't feel that um, uh, depressed that you didn't call back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then yesterday, I I took a drive up to Stewart to um, treat my wife to some fresh lobsters. And um, while I was up there, I noticed the car dealerships are loaded with cars once again. Yeah, I guess the inventory is coming back.
0: Yeah, and, um, especially on
4: the domestic lots. Uh, those they're, they're they're at uh, what what's their what's their day supply now? Oh, Sixty days. Yeah, long. they're back to uh close to pre pre uh pre levels.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was
10: interesting to see that instead of looking like a ghost town. Um did you notice that little cartoon I sent you about the Tesla extended range version?
4: Hold on a second. I, I actually forgot my computer today, so I'm looking at these things on my phone. <laughs> uh Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to send this to Jonathan, we'll put it on the screen. I'll describe it, it's a, a Tesla Model Y, um, dragging a, uh, a bunch of solar panels <laughs> behind it. It says, getting f- ready for my road trip in my Tesla. <laughs> oh. hmm.
1: that's funny. I,
10: I, kn- I, I know how you guys like humor, so I always like to throw something.
1: <laughs> now, back
10: to, um, now back to some uh, stuff I saw on the news. Are you familiar with the Palm Beach Auto Group? Have you heard of them?
4: Yes, um, there, it's, it's used. It's but, a used car uh, group. I'm pretty sure. They were, uh, the reason I've heard it, of them is because they came up on the um, P- the Palm Beach County uh, Best of Palm Beach County awards for the best businesses, and I think they were nominated in one of the categories.
0: Palm Beach. Well, Palm Beach Auto there. Group. Oh,
10: yeah. Their their, their owner Stephen Neary, um, took advantage of a lot of investors saying he was buying these Chrysler minivans for um, for Amazon Prime and was going to give them back an 8 to 10% return on their money. Unfortunately, he took their money and bought new cars, paid off his loans and stuff. So he's been indicted for like millions of dollars of theft. Ah. But, um, so, so much for their order. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was, um, that came out. And let's see, there was one more thing. Oh, yeah, the other day, I had to drive down to Homestead Air Force Base to get an ID card for my wife. And I drove around the base a little show where I used to fly, and uh, I guess I picked up a nail and I heard the thump, 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 and of course my tires going low. I oh, no. um, went to Costco, they went three hours to put a, to fix a flat. And we pumped it up and drove, up and, and she was saying, well, maybe we only got to buy Earl Stewart. You know, you know those guys. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't do that, but anyway. Did you get was, any free, um, uh, free
4: th- nitrogen while you are at Costco?
10: Oh, of course. I did mean, you really <laughs> they <typically blow laughs> do they do that
4: automatically like just give it to you yes yeah, they, oh, okay yeah it's a nice yeah. touch there's
10: actually a there's, <laughs> there's actually like you actually got like an air place so you can just go self-serve and you dial in your um amount of air pressure and you just fill your own tires keep them from having to do it you go to like said tire kingdom for air they'll actually come out there and they will do it for you that's just not working
4: yeah, it but is anyway. a nice touch that's it. it's a nice touch like a but chocolate on your pillow at a hotel <laughs> It doesn't do there much, but go. it's nice.
10: <laughs> Thanks, well, Frank. You all have a great Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we'll enjoy your show. And I, I guess one of the um, callers a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, first female caller mentioned I had told her about your show. and um, I said, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, when I meet females, I go, hey, you know, it's really great. You can call in. And I, and I, I used to start out, you, you want to make a phone call, make $50? And they looked at me like, the, you know, you're pervert. What are you talking about? And then when i tell them about your show yeah, that's
4: so, a it's anyway. a rough way to approach it <laughs> you want to make 50 bucks I know. hey we got your I we know. got we have your meme up on the on the screen for our streaming audience you can see the the tesla with the uh with the solar panels thanks for sharing that frank
10: okay y'all have a good day i'll let you get back to the
4: caller uh, thank Bye-bye. you frank
1: uh, our mystery shopper report comes to us from essential uh, ford in stewart so you want to stay tuned for that also take advantage of your anonymous dot com And uh, you can call us at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now, uh, we're going to go to uh, Stu. All
4: right. Anne Marie has a text for us. She says, good morning. I hope everyone is well and having a safe and happy holiday season. I've encountered a mystery I'm hoping that Rick can solve. Why do brakes squeal? (laughs) number one reason we're not done we're not done with the question oh okay I have an an idea too because I've watched Rick's videos but I'll let Rick handle it why do brakes squeal specifically why would a 2013 Ford F-150 have squeaking brakes when you first start out hit the brake then drive off and never hear the brakes squeak or squeal the rest of the drive no matter how many stoplights you may encounter the truck had a brake job less than six months ago do you have any idea what's going on yeah he does.
3: Amory, if you're listening, get ready. Florida environment. That's uh,
9: when that you park your car up. overnight,
3: <laughs> you get a light layer of dew, gets on the brake rotors, causes just a little bit of corrosion to appear. And when you first step on it in the morning, the pads are cleaning that corrosion off the first one or two applications of the brakes. It makes a little bit of an odd noise. Mm-hmm. Then it goes away because it's cleaned it away. and you won't hear it again until the next morning
4: okay that's a very simple answer very common in florida to to a common yeah to a common question what about the squealing that occurs when the brakes start to wear down isn't that
3: a design to alert you there there is there's a we actually call it by the technical term the squealer and it's simply a, a little metal tab that is bent over that protrudes on the brake pad and when it gets close enough, when the, when the, the pad surface contact. gets worn down, it starts to rub against the rotor and makes a squealing sound to say, hey, these brakes are worn out, time for new ones. Okay. And that's when they get to that point, they're at the point where they got to be changed. Yep. Now, we do have one other situation in Florida here that a lot of folks run into is where they live very close to the ocean or very close to the intercoastal, you'll wind up with salt corrosion on the brakes. And I've seen a lot of folks that you could literally determine which side of their car is parked towards the ocean because one side, the rotors would be rusted all up, and the other side, they're relatively clean. And it's because of that salt corrosion. And again, it's nothing that you can Doesn't really do, do about it. That's it's not a harmful thing. Try to keep your car in a garage.
4: Right. And if you park um, along the water we've seen, one half of the car uh, get, get the corrosion treatment and the other side um, fare a lot better because it's out of the wind. Exactly. Would you recommend rotating your car in the wind so it both so corrodes equally? If, <laughs> evenly. if you can. okay.
3: And the other thing is to wash your car frequently, but find a car wash if you can that has an under car wash that washes the bottom of the car really well. Uh, these are actually very popular up north because of road salt, yeah. when they salt the roads in the winter. So up north, they'll wash the cars in the wintertime and that hot water will wash that salt off the underside and helps the suspension last a lot longer on your car.
4: That's very important because I've seen some nasty looking, rusty cars up north.
3: Oh, yes.
1: I'll tell you through the years, um, Earl and I, you know, just uh, keeping our cars clean uh, because we're so close to the ocean. Uh, really slows down uh, the erosion, and it's big time. That's right. The closer to the salt water you are.
4: The ocean is a killer.
1: The worse you are.
4: Here's an interesting question. Uh, The Honda Recall on their 2023-2024 HRV and Accord um, did have anything to do with where it was manufactured. Uh, Do you think they will give deep discounts on their inventory? Uh, Well, if there's a defect that gets... um, Built into a lot of cars that result in, a, in a, results in a recall. Oftentimes, they do come from a, a specific area, or there could be a specific part supplier where the where the problem is. As far as discounts on inventory for recalls, uh, no, they won't be doing that for that reason. Um, the manufacturer repairs the vehicles in inventory. Sometimes they have a stop sale, um, which you can't. They basically they ground the cars. They have to fix them all. Um, cars come out uh, like brand new car. Uh follow-up question says the same thing applied to the Toyota recall um, on the 2023 Corolla Cross uh, for the defect on airbag deployment. Will discounts be given on those, year models? And the answer to that is no, not for that reason, because they will be repaired and ready to sell um, once the recall uh, is complete. Yep.
1: Okay, we're gonna go back to the phones and we're gonna talk to Margaret from Deerfield Beach. Good morning, Margaret. Thank you for holding.
0: Hey Margaret,
4: you there?
1: Yes, I'm here. Hey, thank you. Good morning.
4: It's a lovely name.
8: Good morning. <laughs> I have a question. I have a Hyundai Elantra, uh, 2008, and my uh, on, my on the light lit up where it says transmission. So I have to bring it in to be mm-hmm. checked. What do you think the problem could be?
3: I. It could be so many different things. Uh, Unfortunately the car is trying to communicate to you that it does have a problem but the only way it can do that is by turning on that light. What will happen is you'll go to the uh, technician they'll plug in a scan tool find out what the trouble code is and from there they'll be able to diagnose the car. Most likely it's going to be just a a solenoid or one of the actuators in the, the what's called the valve body of the transmission probably a solenoid uh they they're electronic and they do wear out with age so Mm -hmm. that's most likely the cause is one of them is starting to get weak it's not operating properly and so the car is giving you the light to say hey need to go in and get this repaired
11: so do you think that would be a big expense
3: uh depending on what it is it could be anywhere from three to five hundred dollars uh up to maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand if you know, if there's a real problem in the transmission, without knowing for sure what it is, there's no way to accurately predict it right now.
6: Oh,
8: okay. I can understand that.
3: Do you have a um, a regular place that you take your... Yeah,
8: your I take it to the uh, King Hyundai uh, in Deerfield. Deerfield. Beach, okay. Uh, federal.
0: Well, remember, you've got an older car, and when you yes. look at pricing, uh, you don't want to be spending yeah. uh, too big a percentage of the value of your car. Uh, your car today is, is worth... Uh, you know, maybe three or $4,000, so uh, uh, you no. don't want to be spending $2,000. You don't replace the
4: transmission on that.
6: You're car. right, you're right, yes.
5: Okay, I appreciate that. That's Thanks for calling, call. Margaret. I've called before,
8: and I listen every morning. I enjoy oh. it. Well, we
1: appreciate okay. that. Very much.
8: Thanks.
4: My older Thank daughter's name Margaret.
1: Have a great weekend. <laughs> Happy holidays. Our number here is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Your anonymous feedback is something you can take advantage of, youranonymousfeedback.com. Let's go to Howard, who is a regular caller. Good morning, Howard.
12: Good morning. Happy uh, Merry Christmas to you all.
1: Merry Christmas. And, uh...
12: And uh, just uh, talking about um, airbags, uh, question number one. If you have a car older than 10 years, usually is your airbag compromised? In other words, uh, should you have it changed or should you get rid of the car?
3: No. Uh, There was a concern uh, basically only with the Takata airbags. That's where we had the biggest issue. And those airbags were not manufactured the way they should have been, but the rest of them, the, all the modern airbags, they have no, no problem. And I honestly am not aware of anyone anywhere having had an issue with an airbag that is deteriorated because of age. Uh, so I would say, okay,
0: let me let me just jump in there, Rick. I, this is where I would disagree, and we, we've talked about this on the show in years past. And you, there is no expiration date on airbags, but there should be. And because they're made out of materials and electronics mm. and things deteriorate. And so uh, just like tires, you know, it's a, uh, there, there's nothing you can build but when it's directly related to your safety. But I, um, uh, the, the answer is probably there's nothing wrong with your airbag uh, because it's an older airbag. But uh, the, the fact is uh, somebody out there or, or should be looking at that and doing some testing because people are keeping their cars longer and longer now. So uh, I can't believe that airbags are immortal and that at some point in time an airbag is going to have a problem. And because your life depends on it, uh, there should be an expiration
3: date on your airbag. There is on my cereal. Mm. Well, the only difficult part there, some cars have, uh, like I think one of the last years of Avalon's, had as many as 12 or 15 different airbags And at a cost of almost $1,000 each to replace all those on a 10 or 12 year old car or 15 year old car better than dying it'd be better to get rid of the car at that point to, well to yeah, but, but
0: somebody's got to get by the car I mean, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, at, at that point, I'm speaking about have our say... legislators I'm talking about our government and the NHTSA and the people that are supposed to be protecting us uh, uh, us car drivers so so uh, if you you can't talk to a rational human being and saying will, a lairba- will an airbag <laughs> last forever no it won't we know no, that no. how long How long will it last? Well, we don't know. Well, you should know because you're the National Highway Traffic Safety Association, and there should be a rule on that, and there is no rule. So that's
3: that's my point. Yeah, I agree with that.
12: Okay, so let me uh, put my two cents in. If you have a very old car, get rid of it. Don't uh, don't wait till something
0: happens. Yeah, you know, let some uh, other sucker buy it. And <laughs> well, maybe, you know, or maybe we'll get s- sold at an auction
4: and get sent to.
0: No, that's all. I'm I'm being facetious, but I'm being serious at the same time because that's what people do. If you have a car that's unsafe, what do you do? You get rid of it. Well, you don't get rid of it. You don't take it to the scrapper. You take it to a dealer. The dealer sells it to somebody else. So that's the reason. That's why we have a government to protect us from ourselves. Some Times and the government dropped the ball here. that that, that, that was my point.
12: Okay. Yeah. Uh, ne- next question: Recalls on my Camry. I heard there's a, a recall on some Toyotas. Uh, 2017 Camry, mm-hmm. is There a recall? And uh, uh, have there been recalls uh, recently on on uh, Toyotas?
4: What does your re- uh, your notification say? Is it telling you? Is it just the heads up one, or is it telling you to um, go ahead and um, get the repair taken care of?
12: No, I don't even know if there's a need repair.
4: Oh, okay. Well, you can put I mean, your I, VIN I, I, if you want to get a jump on it, because uh, if you're paying attention, they will send you a letter a notice of the recall. But if you want to get ahead, just put your VIN in SaferCar.gov and just see if I it's. Got it. Yeah, put that in there.
12: No, when I'm in the dealership, I'm gonna be going next week. Would they tell me? If yeah, oh yeah. I uh, no, we can't.
4: Vehicle. Yeah, there, there's, if there's the, any cars in inventory, we get a notification of stop sale. So we we. Uh, hurt up all the the keys, and then we get them over to the service department, and we take care of the the prescribed
3: fix. And every car that comes into our service drive, when when we print a repair order on it, we we automatically run the VIN number to Mm -hmm. see if there are any open recalls. Yeah,
4: we do the same with used vehicles,
3: customer vehicles, everything.
4: Every car.
12: Okay, so if I uh, have service on my car... uh, is checked and I don't have to worry about it. Is that correct?
4: We are checking. Yes. Um, when as soon as we um, open up the repair order and we pull it up, the it, the our system will identify recalls and and we take care of it. Yeah, you'll be notified. But you also get notified, and this is the big problem that we talk about on the show: is letters get sent out, um, uh, maybe emails get sent out, and but most people ignore them or, or miss them and don't see it. Um, so you have there's got to be a multi prong, multi faceted approach to get everybody to be aware of potentially, you know dangerous recalls not all recalls are are horrendous but some are pretty bad oh,
0: let me let me read you something from uh, artificial intelligence chat GBT. The estimated life of an auto airbag is typically around 10 to 15 years. However, this can vary depending on the manufacturer, the environment in which the vehicle is used, and how well the vehicle is maintained. It's important to refer to the vehicle's owner's manual or consult with the manufacturer for specific guidance on airbag lifespan for your particular vehicle model. So the point is, uh, uh, as far as we know... There is no
4: Well, there's something you read there. um, We learned a lot about um, airbags when we were doing the Takata campaigns. And um, in states like like Florida and Arizona, areas where it's hotter and more humid, that they decayed um, faster. So that would uh, logically apply to all airbags. All airbags might have a longer lifespan in a drier, cooler place. And down here in the hot and humidity, they might degrade a little bit faster. So that 10 or 15 years might be 12 or 13.
12: Well, when I first uh, uh, got airbags in a car with airbags, I, I looked at the visor and it said, uh, "Check, check the airbag every ten years." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so in other words, uh, considering that, I, I figured after ten years, the airbags. Uh, I'm not good anymore. So well
4: it's funny because they can check them. So what they're checking for, a technician can look at the connections and contacts and things like that. But what they can't see, um, like in the case of the Takata, is what was going on in the case of the of the propellant. And I think that is the more concerning um, thing is how long does that stay stable and useful? Um, obviously, any part of the airbag you know, you got wires and you know and wires are making contacts, so yeah. Uh, you can't you're not going to stop the uh, the explosive device from degrading.
0: <laughs> I just checked with Toyota and they have no recommendation on the life of an airbag. So uh, Toyota and the other manufacturers are to blame and so is the National Highway Traffic Safety Association and of course our p- politicians that make the laws. So yeah, we that's a, a loophole that uh, nobody seems to care much about as far as uh, Reliability of airbags, and and just we talk about airbag recalls too all the time. Takata, the the biggest of them all, and uh, only one out of four uh, cars are brought back uh, for re- replacement and repair. So you you call the you call the car back, and uh, people don't bring it in, and uh, so it, it should be uh, it, there should be some way to force repairs of life-threatening defects
4: right we thought that um it'd be neat if uh, police officers nobody liked this idea (laughs) but they could get your plate run your VIN from the plate and let you know if you got a recall they could pull you over go get this uh get this fixture like a like a windshield you know they can stop you for faulty equipment that they can see but they can't stop you for faulty equipment that they can't
0: see exactly okay Okay. great Great, Howard, great question, Howard. It made, made us think about something. You know, we, we cover a lot of stuff on the show. We probably covered this 20 years ago. Yeah. But, but nothing changes. It's, it's still just, important. It's just we still have the same situation. Yeah. But uh, like I say, if you're worried about your airbag, just trade it in. We'll sell, sell the car to somebody else.
1: Okay, <laughs> great. Okay. Thanks, Howard.
12: Bye. Thanks, Howard. Have
1: a great weekend. Uh, we're going to go to Jersey Mike. From West Palm Beach good morning Jersey Mike
11: hi there I got <laughs> two questions for you uh, the first one is this your catalog I've talked to you about before it's a 2016
4: uh, right.
11: uh, it's been a disaster from the beginning I should have never bought it from Napleton and I was so stupid like I advise your your listeners please, if you're going to buy a car, take it to your own mechanic that you trust and get it reviewed because I didn't do that. And it, it just was horrible what's happened with this car. Now, the question about that car, I did a lot of repairs to it, thousands of dollars, which I should not have had to do. Uh, in any case, I did put mileage on it. So, you know, it, it didn't fail mechanically from that standpoint. But uh, right now, I can't sell it because, well, i don't think I'm going to be able to sell it for very much because all the interior that's supposed to be leather is fake leather, and it's all falling apart. It's all just coming off. It like just flakes up and falls up in big chunks. And you can't crazy glue it back together again because it still falls off. So what am I going to do about that, if anything?
4: If we get a car like that, um, we use a trim shop. What's the name of the trim shop? We use North Palm uh, North...
3: Classic Auto Trim or Sun Auto Trim? trim. We we used yeah, each of them we, over the years.
4: Yeah, I think um, Sun Off Trim is farther away. Um, there are shops that do leather and interiors. They do headliners, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's
3: and what
11: was the name that you gave that you had what,
4: in in, oh, in all it, all one's classic Auto Trim, and that's in North Palm Beach or in Riviera. Yeah, I think it's so. Right there, right right near the, around the dealership. And then there's um, SAT, which is um, <laughs> you messed me up because last week we talked about it. It's um except, anyway, it's SAT as Sam Alpha tango uh,
3: sun auto trim, trim is down in uh fort lauderdale right. so anyway yeah, there's
11: now i don't want to go down there no, no. i well, take that ride
4: <laughs>
3: I, you could um, i would just get get
4: your googler out and and, and search yes. for auto auto trim oh, near, closer to you um
11: yeah well riviera beach is close Yeah, so to classic exactly auto trim would like be good auto? yeah classic oh, okay. auto trim and
4: no. google that and just describe the situation
11: um That's right let me get on to the other more important thing. Yeah. I, I, I stopped at a local dealership here along Military uh, Trail that's selling used cars, and he has so many cars he's parking along the street. I mean, it's just like walking walk between. No, I forget the name. It was something. I was, anyway, it may come to me, but let me just say this. There was a Jeep there, the top-of-the-line Jeep, and it was in excellent condition exterior-wise. And you know, I looked around. Uh, you know, did, uh, the gentleman here there was very honest with me about it. He showed me that he was selling it for twenty five dollars over auction cost. He wanted nine thousand nine hundred uh, and seventy five dollars for the car. Mm-hmm. He said he bought it for twenty five dollars less than that.
4: Twenty five dollars uh, or twenty five hundred?
11: No, twenty five dollars. So yeah. he basically, he wanted to get rid of the car. Oh, okay. I, and I I, I, I could see the motive about getting yeah. rid of the car because I think he's getting probably ticketed by the city or something because these cars are just overflowing onto the street. Yeah, he, when you like when
4: ridiculous. you have a um, yeah when you when you have a used car lot, um, you have to pay attention to how long you have the cars because they keep d- depreciating. So if you get in trouble on a car. Um, Twenty-five dollars over—that's pill um, bill for a, for a loss. And
0: like. then you, but then you got to ask, uh, is that really the price? Right. <laughs> so, well, first of all, it yeah. takes it takes well, more I, than twenty-five
4: dollars to get that jeep from the auction to he, the he dealership. Got, so. He
11: showed me in on his phone, and, I, and you know, yeah, yeah, I, he pulled it up on his phone and. Exactly. Well, he see, like see
0: what the just say, write it up for me. So that all you have to do is write the check out yeah. for that amount. Because when a car dealer, you know how to tell when a car dealer's lying, his lips are moving. So he told you the price, or but he's, he's probably lying to you. Oh, he's typing on his keyboard. Yeah. 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 Well,
11: well, usually I look them in the eye, and if they don't want to look you in the eye, that tells me that they're deceptive, <laughs> you know?
4: I haven't tried that one in a long time. <laughs> well, um, it
11: works. It's body lines. But anyway, let me go back to yeah. the car, okay, the, the, the Jeep. I, I looked at it very carefully, and it was, I mean, just spotless. It had a nice... Gray tone to it with a, with a metal flake in it. it was really the body was just beautiful. I looked at the engine, I turned it on. I said, You want to go take it for a ride? Take it for a ride. I said, No, I don't need to take it for a ride, not right at this moment. I want to look into it because I want to go at, to see what Nada and Kelly's Blue Book uh, uh, wants for that particular vehicle. I wrote down the VIN number on it and all that stuff. So I want to look into it and see just how you know what the real value on that car is. Because if he is, in fact, selling it to me close to uh, auction value. Uh, I'd be stupid about to buy because first of all, I need a car to go up north. I'm from Jersey, and I'm there, going back up There's a dimension the that's winter. not.
4: There's a dimension that he's not mentioning. Is like what I bought it from the auction. The question is when. If you bought it at the auction six months that's ago, true. so yeah, it's right. a lot for, more yeah. money. 1947 for, He bought it at an auction in '73.
1: Hey, for, uh, for, okay. hey, hey Mike, I have a question for yep. you. Would you buy that yep. car?
11: Would I buy it? I think I'm going to buy it. Pardon me. The only thing is, that, wait, a wait. Let me finish. didn't it. Yet. You you advise don't ever buy a car in South Florida, so that's what I'm <laughs> really hesitant well, about, remember? Yeah, so but yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Are you
1: saying never buy a car at Napleton?
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes, absolutely. You're gonna go, got, you got yourself Did you one, say two, never buy a TV, car yeah. at
1: Napleton? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
11: yes, I said uh, that, great that,
1: commercial that, for uh, uh, Napleton. Stay bad. away from Napleton. Jersey Mike,
11: well, uh, yes. it's
1: great talking to you. We've got a bunch of calls lined up here.
11: Thank you very much for your info. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work, folks. Thank you. Thanks Have a so great much. weekend.
1: We're well, gonna to go to Marty in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty.
0: Hey Marty.
13: Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey Marty. Hey, I got a question on the two or three days ago notice from Toyota. This was just in the you know on TV. It said the twenty twenties and twenty twenty two Avalon, Camry, Corolla, and Rav4, and some Lexus ones that the airbag sensor might be defective, and they Mm -hmm. might have to recall it. Yes. So my question for Rick is, how do you know? I mean, do you just look at it, or do you have to smash the car into a wall to see exactly?
4: (laughs) Well, we ask you to do that for us, and then you report to us what happened. (laughs) Well, no, actually. They know which VINs. Each each VIN that's affected um, we're notified of um, for any in-stock and any that's already been sold the owners are notified and hopefully They get the notification and and uh, and respond to it
13: So in other words, you're gonna know which one
4: we get a list of VINs I'm looking at several of these every time we get these it comes from a web uh, from a QC do not reply safety recall and then We'll have an attached file with any VINs that we have in stock with it, and immediately when we get this, those keys are uh, are corralled. We, t- we had another caller on this, and um, and we t- uh, we get them to the service department, and they're fixed. We can't sell them. They they have a. But
0: well, most set. people that have those problems don't ever come in. For, right. For, and right. they are just so every recall, uh, three three out of four of the cars that are recalled are still on the road.
13: Mm-hmm. So if I put my VIN in that website
3: safercar.gov. safercar.gov. Yeah.
13: What's the name of it again?
3: safercar.gov.
13: Okay. So if I put my VIN in there, yeah. If it comes up there's nothing wrong, then just forget about it.
3: Exactly. Yeah, f- for
4: now, because <laughs> it could it, no. that the the situation could change.
3: Yeah, there, there's only about uh 700,000 cars nationwide involved in that.
13: Yeah, they said 1.1 million. Yeah, but, but it includes the
8: Lexus
3: ones, right? Yeah.
0: if you been? If you've been paying attention to the news lately, there's not a day goes by when there's not a few million more cars uh, recalled. So it's getting to be a circus. Yeah. Yeah, think, and uh, thank uh, the it. joke, the, the the joke is on us because they 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 know how to recall a car, but they don't know how to get the car back in. Right. It's like oh, the old Jerry Fein- Seinfeld. You know, right. you you. you uh, you, you you can you, you can take uh, the reservation.
4: <laughs> you just don't know how to hold the reservation. Yeah,
0: they don't know how, yeah. so they don't know how to fix the cars. They can recall them, but they can't fix them. The dealers uh, uh, don't do a good job of getting their customers back in, and the customers don't do a job of getting themselves back in. Of course, a lot of times you're driving a car that's changed hands three times or four times, and you never get to notice that the call's been, uh, car's been recalled. So Here's that we do uh, the whole the recall time. thing is kind of a joke.
1: Yeah. Good point.
9: Uh, uh,
13: uh, and I got one one other quick question to ask you. I was driving my uh, grandson's uh, RAV4 Hybrid,
9: yeah.
13: and I noticed, like, if you take your foot off the accelerator... The brake doesn't work like it does in a Tesla, where the right. Tesla really stops you. Right. So is, is that brake really working? Yes. Uh, you still have regenerative
4: braking, but it's it's just in the case of the Toyota hybrids, it's designed just to recapture some of that fuel. That's I'm sorry that the energy is, that's dissipated in heat. Um, it's not designed to really stop the car, but it does have a braking effect, and that's why we see on, in hybrids, brake pads just don't uh, go down because the engine braking plays a big role in slowing the car down but it's not like a Tesla where you, 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 you take it off and you stop You know, it's, right, it's, it's not right, as dramatic
13: yeah. well my new car is supposed to be in next week so uh, I'll have to try it out <laughs> alright yeah
4: um, and, All right. and uh, if you want to try out the, uh, the airbag thing just um, look for a very solid um, concrete wall Rick something like <laughs> maybe, that
13: maybe my trade in I'll bring it into you and see if the thing uh, if the sensors work
4: okay <laughs> there you
1: go hey marty it's always great talking to you right. thanks for have being a part Christmas. of the show thanks marty have a have great a weekend Christmas. we're going to go to our last caller and uh that is john in stewart good morning john good morning i have
6: a question uh so i live in stewart and the uh, this wallace guy has like i don't know five or six dealerships and every one of them is just packed full of cars in the front and then behind the Hyundai place it's just like they got a big field they got two fields actually So all along this kind of one road and then down Commerce they're packed so I mean what's going to what does world think is going to happen with this stuff I mean I, I just tuned in so I don't know if you already talked about it but all these dealerships have all these cars something's got to give I mean they can't you guys talk about that footprint thing and they're paying they're paying on those cars so you see something happen like in the spring at
3: they don't start selling more, or
0: what? Well, are you referring to... what was the
3: Wallace up in uh, Stewart, yeah. having a huge inventory.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think that uh, uh, what we have been talking about is the inventories in general are going up. And uh, yes, they are paying uh, interest on those cars. Uh, is higher than it's been in many years. And uh, it's not a good thing. So uh, the, the car dealers' days of wine and roses uh, are coming to an end. Uh, yeah. two th- 2022, uh, record profit year. 2023, the profits are down in the third quarter for the first time I've ever seen profits down for the auto business. And what you're seeing is the beginning of a trend back to what we call the, the, uh, the normal condition. So uh, all I can tell you is uh, 2024 is going to be a real, real tough trial for a lot of for the consumer, for the manufacturer, and the car dealers because things are going crazy. Uh, uh, when when we have a 60 or 90 day supply of cars and they're having to pay 10 percent interest to finance those cars, car dealers are really going to be t- hurt badly, and uh, it'll be good for the consumer. Uh, because they're going to have to sell those cars that they used to hang on to and hose you for and take advantage of you, so it's, it's good for the consumers in 2024.
6: That's what I thought. So that's why I'm waiting until something comes down. Now, let me just ask you one more quick question. So if I came to your if I came to your dealership and I looked over your used cars and I saw one that I like, and because I'm kind of leery about cars that i bought in the past that i had to fix like put thousands of dollars in them after i bought, bought those different things if i said okay i'll pay you the exact sticker price that you're asking but i need an extended warranty would you would you sell that car or you wouldn't bring it down any no or would you give me the warranty no no that,
4: no, that would be the same as a, as a discount
6: would it be okay yeah are those usually like Five hundred dollars or more it It depends on on the
4: uh, it depends on the term and the um but like do some research on that
9: uh we don't
4: typically recommend those it's 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 more of a comfort thing for the customer um your best bet is um you know like you're doing doing your research and making sure that you're getting a a good car and finding getting it from a a trustworthy source and um and if you're getting a late model car, um, with, especially if you're getting with some existing factory warranty, just, just think about that hard. And um, it's not always the best bet. We try to, at our dealership, uh, make sure that the, the um, warranties um, that we have, that the coverage is good. And, um, and we do set our prices because we own the, the warranty country, company. And that's all registered okay. with the state of Florida. So that's all a one-price thing. But we, do, we just encourage everybody to do their research and make decisions based on that and not what we're trying to sell.
6: Okay, so so then, if you guys do it, so if I got a three-year warranty, that would cover it. Would that be like a certified used car, or what would that be?
4: A certified used car is going to have um, whatever remainder of the factory war- warranty plus um, it, it comes from Toyota, and it's a it's a it's a nice hefty powertrain warranty, which probably will not ever be used because the yeah, really. but um and then there is a there's a discounted um extended warranty that covers um it mirrors the um the comprehensive warranty of the manufacturer and that and it brings it up those are cheaper than uh, your typical warranty for a non-certified car um because it's um sold directly by the uh, through the manufacturer and they have a it's not a dealer program
6: okay so thousand dollars
4: you're probably just short of that. I think the, the wrap was back when I was selling on directly it was around 800 and I think it's a little bit more, but still not quite a thousand.
6: Okay. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Merry Christmas.
4: Merry Christmas. Thank
1: you. Merry Christmas, John. Okay. uh, I think that um, we're going to go to Stu.
4: See what we got over here.
1: Check with Rick.
4: Yeah, I got a couple. um, I I answered the, the, the the airbag recall question. Um, Here's a question from Lee: Which tire pressure reading is the most accurate—the uh, one in my 2020 Avalon or the one the tire store, the tire store uses to inflate the tires? So, in other words, the
3: reading he's getting on his display. Depends on
0: whether you want comfort or a tire life.
3: Well, if he's a, if he's asking for your accuracy, the reading on the screen is going to be pretty accurate. Those okay. sensors are—they're pretty good. So. All right. Well, that'd be a good
4: thing just to keep the guy at the tire store honest. Um, go there, tell me what my pressure is, then look at your um, multi-information display, mm-hmm. and if he matches, you know he's uh, he's he's telling you the truth.
0: Lots <laughs> well, of manufacturers. I was thinking in terms of the tire manufacturer versus the auto manufacturer. So, well, uh, I, uh, I, you know.
3: what what the fellow's actually seems to be asking is what how accurate are the sensors when you you know when you set your tire pressures. Oh, okay. And you have the display on the screen. Yeah, they're pretty accurate. Is right? that accurate yeah. Yeah. versus, say, yeah. the a, a typical pencil right. gauge? And I have found that most, pretty much any manufacturer now, on the money. those sensors are right. within one psi of being dead accurate. That's great. as compared to a pencil gauge. But I mean, none of, none of them are an actual. One hundred percent scientifically calibrated yeah. for perfection.
4: Yeah, but if you're driving but, around, if your car says you have thirty-eight psi in all four tires, and you're driving, and the guy comes in and goes, "Hey, I need to change this tire; it's low on air," you know he's lying to you. Yeah, <laughs> and they it, should yeah, be smart if, enough to know that. If, you if have they're gauges. reading right,
3: then you're you're okay. Yeah.
4: Here's a simple question from Neil Ramirez. I think, as I'm getting better with mechanics. Uh, good morning, all. I have a 2010 Prius that just recently starts drifting off to the right while going straight. I have to hold the wheel what could cause the problem
3: the tire
0: mm-hmm. 99 the times or, or, out of 100 depending, or maybe if they're on the crown of the road or left side or right it, side
3: of you the... it, it can be road crown but otherwise if you're on a relatively flat road and your car normally runs straight and smooth on that road but now it's starting to drift a little bit check your tire pressures and it could also be that the tire has worn just enough that has changed the rolling resistance of that tire. And at your next tire rotation, just ask them to cross the front tires as they go to the back or whichever so that they go to the opposite side of the car, and that usually will correct it. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. The techs usually have no problem with that, so it will cost you the same price as a normal tire rotation, and it's basically doing the same job as an alignment. There you go. Save you
4: about 150 bucks. There you go, Lee. Um, here's one. I think you might have seen this in anonymous feedback. Um, it wasn't funny. <laughs> Sorry, whoever it was. But I think it, it's one of the anti-electric uh, people. It says a severe storm Thursday in Maine cut power, forcing the cancellation of the vote to force people to move to electric vehicles. It was an attempt at literary irony.
0: <laughs> well, these are there's a lot of yeah, There's a lot of political. Um, you know that the, the irrational passion that sometimes comes out is, is from a political position. So they take a actual position like electric vehicles, or uh, you know, or uh, all the other issues, and and translate it back into uh, who they want to vote for. So yeah, it's uh, electric vehicles are inevitable. Uh, yeah. It's going to happen, uh, probably later than rather than sooner, uh, but in 20 years. Uh, everybody's going to be buying electric vehicles
4: yeah and then I'm not going to read all these but there was this is interesting we had two anonymous feedbacks about Lance in Tennessee one was somebody who's not a fan and then somebody who was definitely a fan was very concerned about Lance because the tornadoes mm-hmm. that hit Tennessee uh, last week and uh, he's okay he called in and sang for us this morning
0: Well, that shows you, that speaks to Lance, because if you have nothing but friends or nothing but enemies, I'm suspicious, but anybody that is worth their salt, I say, is going to offend some people and have friends that are other people. If you you please everybody, you're trying to be a politician. Lance is not a politician. Exactly,
4: right. Um, Lance sings a a, a genre of music that makes him and all of us happy. (laughs) And if you don't like it, that's, that's just too bad. Uh, I'm all caught up over here with uh, messages. Um, Rick, you haven't had too much over there today.
3: Oh, We've got some interesting ones here. Um, first off, I'm going to go right with Donovan. He says, I was in New York City this week and took a few Uber rides. I was in a RAV4 hybrid yep. that had just under 300,000 miles wow. with the original HV battery in it. Wow. Impressive. Uh, he says another ride was in a Tesla Model X, with 225,000 miles, also on the original EV battery. Wow! Far too many people still think EV batteries do not last long, right. but the proof is out there. That they, they think really of them like can.
4: they think of them like their phones. You get your phone, and the battery life works good, and then it's pretty soon it gets worse and worse. But
3: well, and it, it may also be a matter of maintenance and the constant charging and recharging. Of the batteries, if, if it's done in a manner where, you know, most people, they, they say, if you Not more let needed. your battery run mostly way down, then recharge it, you'll find that that's going to give you the best option all the way around. Yeah. Wow. 300,000 miles.
0: Yeah, here. Let me make a point here, just to interrupt uh, Rick for a second. On, on we we talk we talk a lot about recalls, and I jumped on everybody about the fact that only one out of four, maybe one out of three cars, ever gets in to get fixed. Uh, here's something good to say about electric vehicles, and something good to say about twenty. 20- first-century technology. Uh, uh, More and more vehicles can be repaired now via Wi-Fi, by internet, uh, software recalls. my Tesla was just you know, recalled again. Uh, this one was for uh, the autonomous issue. Well, I don't have to go to the Tesla dealer. I mean, to the Tesla manufacturer who is a dealer and get fixed because I don't, I'm don't. i like everybody else. Uh, I don't like to have to have my car in the shop. I'd rather drive it. So that's the reason recalls will get fixed. But while my Tesla is parked in my garage at night, they're going to fix it. The recall will happen. It'll be fixed. So a good thing about... High technology and especially electric vehicles is mostly problems are software related, and they can all be fixed by Wi-Fi. You don't have to go see the dealer. So instead of one out of four cars being fixed, you'll have maybe three or four out of four cars fixed.
9: Rick.
3: Yep. And we are oh, yeah. down on YouTube right
4: now. Oh, that's good. really interesting thing. Um, when when things are over the air updates, I mean, I would think you would have a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, recall. Uh, yeah. Yeah then the only things you have to worry other kind of recalls are like just mechanical things like the wheel might fall off
0: yeah or your Wi-Fi is <laughs> not working too well
4: right well I'm saying they, they can do that oh yeah if your Wi-Fi is not working you yeah. can't do it yeah they can't fix the wheel that falls off though over yeah. the air all right when are we going to the mystery shopping report oh wait no we have a dog don't we we do that's right
3: what's our dog's name again Dream Dream that's and right and from what I saw of the picture that's one big dream That's a big dog.
4: I'm accessing this picture right now. Oh my gosh, Marmaduke. Is it Marmaduke?
0: I don't know. I can't see the picture.
3: Get the page right over there, Earl.
4: There he is. Oh yeah.
3: Yep. Right. Can't tell
0: his size, although he's got a big head. Yeah, you can Uh tell
4: by the proportions right there. Yeah.
0: Back
13: up. Huh? Back up on the air.
4: Okay. Oh, where we were off the air? No, oh, I didn't know we were off the air. That was some of the greatest radio that we've ever produced in the studio. And you telling me nobody heard that? Oh, my God. They heard Rick sing and me in perfect harmony.
3: Earl, we had was, it down.
4: Earl was beatboxing, and that was off the air? Oh, my goodness. All right, Nancy's back. Are we going to do a dog?
1: Yes, we are. We're going to
4: do the dogs.
1: <laughs> Thank you for waiting.
4: No, it's okay. We kept we the show going. We are
1: going to um, show a video of Dream. This morning, and uh, a dream is uh, two months old, and uh, she's a female. She's 72 pounds. Oh, she is a big doggy. And uh, let me read a little bit large. about Dream. A dream story is a poignant reminder of the resilience of the canine spirit. Hailing from Tennessee, the sweet girl endured the heartbreak of abandonment oh. by her previous owners, leaving her in a state of confusion and sadness. <clears throat> let's take a look at the video Jonathan and uh, oh before we go to the video let me remind everyone that we do pay the adoption fee and uh, it does uh,
4: makes a big difference
1: the fee could be anywhere from 200 to a uh, hundred dollars mm. and it yeah. just depends on how long uh, the uh, dogs have been at the uh, ranch okay let's take a look at the video
9: Hi, this is Dream. Dream has been with us for over 450 days. Um, Dream's a real sweetheart. She loves going on walks. Uh, She probably would get along with older children and only because of her size. She's a big girl. She is very lovable. Right now, knows the basic command sit, but we just started working on that, so she's probably very easily trainable. She was very treat-motivated. Um, and this girl deserves a home. She's been here, like I said, for over 450 days, and she would make a great addition to any family. Uh, she does have some storm anxiety, so somebody that would be home with her would be best. Um, she does seem to get along with other dogs um, and she just wants to find a couch of her own. As we just discovered, she really likes couches and do not want to make herself at home. She rocks so, that Santa Claus outfit. please think oh, about coming in to meet with her. We are open seven days a week from 10 to 5 and this girl would love nothing more than a family of her own for the holidays. Hope to meet you. So
4: does she. <laughs> well, that was Sue. Thank you, Sue from Big Dog Ranch Rescue. That makes me so sad. The idea I can't even conceive of, like someone abandoning their their dog, and and then the effect it has on her because she's you know obviously got some anxiety. Uh, we're watching the video. Uh, you guys listening who can't see the video. Yeah, it's a pretty big dog. It's like a mix. I don't know what's in that thing. 75 pounds. 75 pounds. And uh, she's only 72 sweet. pounds. 72 That's pounds. That's
1: very important for a female, whether yeah. she's 75 I'm or sorry, 72. I'm sorry. Well, I said she's 69
4: pounds. 69 pounds. And uh, and she just looks just sweet, just like a little mm-hmm. kind of move a little slow, a little, little cautious. And um, they said she's probably not going to do, do good in a, um, like a multi dog house, but a, a family and it's quiet. And I think she's going to do great. Beautiful dog
1: absolutely and uh, she does she'll do real well in a home environment in a big backyard uh, So uh, you can go to uh, bigdogranchrescue.org you can take a look at dream and so many other animals that they have uh, up uh, for do- for adoption including cats uh, so uh, go to BigDogRanchRescue.org. We are going to go to our... And before,
0: b- before we go to that, I just want to say one thing about Big Dog Ranch Rescue. We're talking about Dream here and the you know, dogs being abandoned and found by the side of the road and, and other terrible situations. Uh, w- one great thing about Big Dog Ranch Rescue is uh, they do have an adoption fee. Part of that is to, of course, support and, and provide for Big Dog Ranch uh, to... To grow larger and 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 be able to save more dogs, but part of that is also to show responsibility on part of the uh, foster parents or the or the permanent parents that adopt the dogs, and you you actually are screened if you adopt a dog at Big Dog Ranch Rescue, they check to see who you are, where you are, and they try to give a get, get an idea whether uh, you will take care of the dog and not leave the dog out on the street because you got tired of it. Yeah. Oftentimes people will go into a rescue place, a public rescue place, pick up a dog and in a month later, two months later right. they decide they don't want the dog so they leave the dog by the side of the road. There's Big Dog Ranch Rescue prevents that by, if you're not a serious adopting parent right. don't go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue because they want to be sure
3: that this is a proper home. Rick? I remember signing an affidavit there that if it didn't work out with Harley Quinn, I would not take her Anywhere else? They want back, but ex- yeah. only no. back to big dogs. Very
4: serious about it, you know, cause yeah. that's, and it is a serious thing. Especially, I'm not, I'm not um, taking shots at younger people, but younger people uh, often don't know what's involved when they get into pet um, ownership or parent, pet parenthood, and they get the dog and it's too much. And um, well, and some places that you
3: go? He, my mother in law went to the uh, animal care and control, and they tried to give her a dog that was just super hyper and insane for an elderly lady
4: right that's, that's like, set up, no, set up you, for disaster
3: you got to match the dog to the person properly yeah. sometimes yeah
1: absolutely so a uh, big dog ranch they're uh, they're pretty serious they out it. there very serious they're going to do a background check and uh so many other things to ensure that the dog that you're interested in adopting gets a good home and uh, as I uh, often mention every week, it is a no-kill shelter, the only one in the United States. Uh, we are going to go to our mystery shopping report. And uh, our mystery shopping report is uh, from uh, Central Ford in Stewart. And uh, as usual, uh, I Agent think it Lightning. Used
4: didn't it used to be Advantage. Didn't used to be Advantage? Yeah, I,
0: I, I didn't know who Essential Ford was, but apparently... Uh, recently changed hand. It was advantage for for many years.
1: Yeah. Thank you, uh, Agent Lightning. You did a, another great job.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm speaking in the first person. As I read Stu's report, he, he took the information from Agent Lightning and put it into uh, this format, which is uh, uh, particularly uh, good. And uh, I'll speak as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived late afternoon, made it all the way into the showroom before a salesman greeted me. He seemed to be in a bit of a hurry and asked, have you been helped yet? I replied no. He asked me to follow him over to his desk and he'd be with me in just a moment. As promised, he returned less than two minutes later and asked, what are you looking to do today? I said I was looking online, trying to see what vehicles I have the best deals and incentives and was hoping to surprise my son with a new vehicle for Christmas. He introduced himself as Scott mentioned that he just leased a new Explorer for himself because of the deals they had. Um, I asked, are are the finance deals just as good? Because I'm not interested in leasing. He confirmed, they are. In my opinion, the Explorer deals are the best right now. Scott suggested we go outside, look at the different models to see which one I like the best. After going uh, over all of them, I decided on a new... 2023 Explorer XLT in red. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's a one-year-old car. And uh, remember that, folks. Time flies. In a week, uh, it's going to uh, be. Uh, it's we're it's in gonna... calendar year 223 two now, but uh, the 223 right. Explorer. Was right now, out.
4: it's zero years old. In one yeah. week, it'll
0: be a year. <laughs> the MSRP uh, was $44,280, which would indicate that it was on the window, which mm-hmm. is unusual. Uh, there was no addendum. That's good news that I could see. I casually searched for the same vehicle on Essential Ford's website and saw they were offering it for sale for $41,488. Hmm. That sure sounds good, doesn't it? Um, Salesman offered for me to take it on a spin, so we went on a short test drive. When we returned, I let him know I was very interested in seeing his special pricing, which he mentioned earlier. So we went back inside. Scott gathered some information and headed off to speak with the sales manager. The games began, you know, the back and forth, the way of buying a car we've been doing for 100 years now. A few minutes later, he returned with a sales worksheet. His top line market value selling price was MSRP, $44,280. He added etch uh, for $199. That's the glass etch. They put on there, too, as a theft deterrent. Uh, resist all for 399 That sounds like a paint protection. $1,595 for an essential package. Only God knows what that is. It's essential. <laughs> and an $899 dock fee. These are all junk fees, folks. The real price, the real price, maybe, was $47,372, $3,000. $92 over MSRP. I frowned said, I thought you said you had some great deals going on. <laughs> he, he not only said he did, but he also said he just bought one because of the great deals himself. So uh, does he speak with fork and tongue? I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe he just paid too much. You know, car dealers do host their employees also. I mean, uh, it's uh, not unusual for uh, car salespeople to have to pay the junk fees along with everybody else. Uh, he replied, said, I'd love to earn your business today. I'll go talk to my sales manager again. So round two of the games. I expressed my concern. Well, I thought we'd be much better off with the price. Uh, this is MSRP uh, plus. Uh, so the, uh, she thought she was gonna get, I thought I was gonna get the, the MSRP, but it's gonna be plus, plus, plus. What happened to your online pricing? I pulled it up on my phone, showed him the essential pricing. I also pointed out, it's a 2023, and as a customer, I'd expect some sort of a discount. As I said earlier, this is a year-old car. He excused himself and went to speak with Jason, the manager, and he returned with a new sheet. Okay. Got a lot of sheets back here, folks. As long as you can last, they got sheets. You want to play the game, you can be there all day, and some people do. This one started off with a $2,792 discount from an MSRP, but all the add-ons were still there. Uh, this proposal netted out a real price of $44,980, which was still $700 over MSRP. Well, that was a pretty good drop, though. I said, well, this is a better price than the first one. I still don't think it's gonna work. There are too many additional fees for things I don't even want or need. He assured me this is the best price they can do in order for him to get paid. The dealership to get paid, fill up with the gas, and have the car detailed. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's ludicrous. Said, Even I had to pay the add ons and crap, he said uh, as well. Wow, he acknowledged it was crap. So, that's good. You know, as I say that, I, I, I think about the, uh, the uh, FTC ruling in July, and that is certainly uh, the promised land. Uh, everything that just happened here would be illegal by the Federal Trade Commission Act, which is going into effect in July of 2024. So Remember that, folks, when you're talking to your representatives in Congress. Uh, I thanked him but said, I was hoping for a better out-the-door price, especially with it being a 2023. Of course, that's the way you should feel. Scott understood, shook my hand, said, let me know if you change your mind. He you made no attempt to turn me over to a manager that's he probably got scolded for that
4: he will if they're listening today yeah
0: i couldn't resist asking about the almost uh, 2019 Ford gt
4: i don't know why it says almost, almost. Either. <laughs> uh, about the
0: 2019 Ford gt that's a real hot rod looking car uh and they're asking uh, yes. I, I thought this was a misprint but i guess not a million ninety nine thousand nine hundred eighty eight dollars interesting <laughs> uh uh uh, amount.
4: Well, they still use the 988 like they do
0: with their regular pricing. No, this must be a, like a collector or something. I don't
3: know. I don't know. If you look online, there's several of them listed online right now for, that for about that price. I'm wow. Right. They're, listen yeah, to they're, it's, they're, they're this, a supercar. It's a
0: constant. They actually had it sold, uh, but the guy who was buying it wanted a warranty. Not true.
4: <laughs> File that under things that never happened.
0: Yeah, you know, let me tell you, if I if I sold a car for over a million dollars, I don't think I think I take care of it for you. Not only that,
4: the guy doesn't I want. I give you the warranty. The guy doesn't want a warranty. Yeah, right. If you buy a car for a million dollars, you're not buying yeah.
0: warranties. So anyway, that's a, uh, that's a, I don't want to prejudice the voting on this, but that's a, a classic. Let me use the word classic uh, auto shop uh, for 2023. Hopefully, things will change next year. Uh, You vote. Please vote on that, on the curve, Uh, knowing there's no A's out there unless they're one out of a million. And we don't flunk people too easily either. We kind of steer toward the middle of the spectrum. So if it's an average car dealer, which is not a compliment, by the way, uh, but if it's an average car dealer, you give them a C. So please vote. And uh, you can vote us. You can do your votes at 772 Four nine seven six five three zero, or at Cars forward slash, I'm sorry, uh, facebook.com forward slash rolling cars or youtube.com forward slash rolling cars. Uh, your votes will be counted. We'll announce them on the air.
4: Here they come. We have from Roadrunner, <laughs> beep beep, um, a C for sweetie. He says, have a safe and happy holiday. Beep beep. Oh, thanks, Roadrunner. Um, from Jonathan in Palm Coast, Merry Christmas <clears throat> to all the wonderful people at Earl Stewart Toyota. Well, at Earl and Cars, uh, too many sheets, too many add-ons, all the crap. Uh, will this dealership? Well, this dealership gets a C, which is, like we said, is not a compliment. Um, Bob gives them a C for classic crap from Essential, and uh, I'm I'm in their neighborhood. I'm leaning towards the C, but I'm going for a C minus. Um, I don't like the justifications with, that's how I get paid, that's how we keep the lights on. And um, they had add-ons without an addendum. Um, so that was a surprise at the desk. Um, Agent Lightning should have been afforded the, the opportunity to turn around, get in her car, and leave if she saw an addendum on the lot. Instead, she was lured in. But she can't do that, because she's a mystery shopper. But you know, a regular customer should be able to see an addendum and see it
3: as a warning and leave. I've got Joseph Keller D minus, grading on the curve. Mark Anderson, grade C minus. Probably could keep working for a lower price. Just make sure you're not hungry hungry when you get there. <laughs> <coughs> that one killed <laughs> uh, Tom Steckel, D minus. The Grinch that stole money. <laughs> They're running out of the clock for the next seven months.
4: That's Rick doing his Grinch impersonation. <laughs>
3: The salesman didn't tell her that he bought his Explorer at Mullinax.
4: <laughs> but there's no fees at Mullinax. Right.
3: <laughs> and Johnny Z. Fradley, ho, 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 oh no. No deal for me. C- minus for coal in this dealer's stocking. Oh, gosh. Brian said, go I'll give Ford an essential F. Very good. Guy Letterby, I'm a consistent, I hate junk fees. Again, a big fat F. Okay, Tim Gilliland, essential package. Please tell me it has nitrogen.
4: C minus. <laughs> Probably. I'm on his side. I, I like the C
3: minus. Mark Smith, I give him a D. Mark Ryan, F. And that's not for Felice Navidad. T Cash, F for Ford <laughs> fraud. Why don't we just start? Why don't we just
4: average all the YouTube grades, and that will be the official? I think there's enough data there to come up with a real a real thing. For me.
0: D D, okay. I, I I feel like giving tougher grades out now with this uh, cars legislation, combating auto re- retail scams that we're talking about. I mean, we're pretty close. July is almost here. July two thousand twenty-four. Yeah. And so I, I, I you know, a couple of weeks ago I I probably said a C. Uh, I'm gonna do a, a C minus. I even uh, considering a D, but I'll say a C minus. Yeah. It uh, would be my score. Mrs. Uh, well, Miss, Miss so Nancy I?
4: is uh, dressed appropriately f- for the, uh, the role of grader right now. Thank you, Stu. By the way, it's really, really <laughs> that's really cool, by the
1: way. Uh, folks, I'll tell you what, uh, as everyone knows, there's a lot of money to be made in the auto industry. I'm sure everyone will agree, uh, but the, uh, the junk fees, uh, all the fees, uh, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm a little surprised there's not a, uh, a nitrogen fee thrown in here, uh, but uh, what was m- more disgusting is uh, the fact that uh, quote-unquote, even I had to pay for the add-ons and crap as well, and for that, they deserve an F.
0: That's very true because we, uh, at, at our dealership, we sell cars to other salespeople from other dealerships because the other dealerships charge their own employees, salespeople, uh, junk fees. So uh, they buy a car from us because we will give them the uh, car at our you know out-the-door price without the junk fees. Well, he, uh, could,
4: he could have been lying about that.
0: Huh? He could have been lying about yeah, it. Yeah, it could be. They uh, might have a great employee. <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, we haven't got any time, but one thing I did want to talk about quickly was I think maybe the theme of the show as we go forth into 2024 should be to f- call out politicians and find out whose side you're on. Do you support the cars, the the uh, combating auto retail scam, FTC rules or not? And uh, we'll start taking... The legislating people from each state will keep a record, maybe put it on our website and to, and keep count. So you folks listening, we'll be talking to you as we approach July 2024 to who your uh, representatives in Congress uh, are supporting. Are they going with the Federal Trade Commission or are you going mm-hmm. with the National Automobile Dealers Association? So our website uh, will come up with something on that.
4: We okay. could send a, uh, like they do to candidates, um, just a position uh, letter, a yeah.
3: uh, questionnaire. Exactly.
1: Great idea. Okay, folks. Uh, well, Rick, did you have something real quick? No. no? We're, we're caught up in good. Uh, okay, great. Um, uh, Folks, uh, thanks for joining us, as you do every week. Uh, we'll be right back here next week at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend, and uh, happy holidays to everyone. Thank <laughs> you.